Hey, hey D&D, D&D fam. fam. I'm Quick. And I'm Lee. And you're listening to Divas, Divas and Duckets. So what is a diva? I think divas get a bad rep. But to me, diva is all about the attitude. As for ducats, it's your finances, your assets, Skrilla, Guap, your coin. We're talking all things with the potential to affect your pockets. And while we're attorneys by trade, we are divas by choice. Divas and Ducats is for edutainment purposes. Y'all, we are not Series 511 (laughs) or 703 professionals. This does not create a financial advisor or attorney-client relationship. The views expressed here are solely our opinions and the opinions of our guests. It's just our opinions, y'all. Okay, Divas, let's talk Ducats. Hey, Lee. Hey, Quick. How are you? I cannot complain. We are back. We are back. Yes, yes, yes. (laughs) How are you guys? How are you, D&D fam? Hope you're doing well and you have had a a great week week since you saw us. I know we Mm -hmm. had the uh, bonus episode. And we've had a few episodes for y'all to get familiar with us divas. Yeah, that's three times in a row. Right? (laughs) So it's been good seeing you guys on Instagram, you know, subscribing and we are just glad to have you as part of our uh, DMD fam. So, Lee, what are we going to be talking about today? All right. On today's Diva Docket, we are talking about health. Health. Okay. Handle it or it'll handle you. It will every time. Mm-hmm. Right? My daddy also say, you got one body, you better treat it well. I hear that. <laughs> I mean, that just goes along with the health is wealth thing. Yeah. Because it truly, when we think about wealth, we just think about actual, physical, tangible money. Mm-hmm. But it, when you really think about just no matter how little or how much mo- money you have, you can't buy that. It's, right. it's almost like time. You know what I mean? You mm-hmm. can't really magically make it better and so i think it's important to make sure that we're doing things that we should be doing to like you said take care of this one body that mm-hmm. we get right know? yeah mm-hmm. for sure so I, you know and i think a lot of times I, when people say that uh, i have one body but i can buy limbs i could buy this oh, okay. technology all things right. can be replaced you break the bones heal, but all that internal stuff right Right. Exactly. That that stuff can't be replaced. I don't. That's that's right. that's hard. You can't get a transformer for that. Can't mm-hmm. get a transformer for that. And if it do, it ain't gonna blow it work like the original one you <laughs> I had. Don't think so. so. Yeah. So we just want to talk about, like you said, handle it, handle it. Mm-hmm. Eating right, working mm-hmm. out, all the general stuff that we know. But yeah. obviously, it, by and large, as a society, we're not doing it right. So mm-hmm. just like why why are we not doing it what's the history behind um, some of the things especially in our community Mm -hmm. when it comes to that what are the struggles because you know if it was easy everybody would do it Um, so it's obviously something deeper than just going to a gym or eating a salad so we just kind of wanted to delve into some of those things share a few of our personal things around the whole health issue and just Yeah, give you guys some insight. Okay, so I guess the basics. What should we be doing? When we talk about handle it, what does that Mm -hmm. look like? What does that mean? And this is really a following up on last 
one of the last times you heard mm-hmm. us, we had two individuals who that is their ministry. Right. And they were there to kind of tell you from the physical fitness aspects, things you can do mm-hmm. um, at, a, at an affordable rate to make sure that you are maintaining your health or getting to a point where you are healthy. Right. Uh, so obviously one of the main things is eating right. Mm-hmm. Right. And what that generally looks like is balanced meals. We already know we shouldn't be eating a lot of fried foods. Mm -hmm. We know we shouldn't be eating a lot of foods that are heavily processed. So I know one of the general things that I've always heard when I would be grocery shopping is the outside perimeters Mm -hmm. of the grocery store are your friends. Where you need to stay. Right, because that's where the fresh produce is. That's where the, if you prefer frozen foods, that's where the frozen foods are. On that back aisle is usually the meats Mm -hmm. and the proteins, things like that. Whereas in the middle, you tend to get gets a little murky. Yeah, you know? and I, I do think it's interesting because you've heard that for a long time, and that's mm-hmm. still that's still the way they set it up. Yeah, it really it's is still there. And every yeah. no matter what store you shop in, it's the, the outer perimeter. Stay on the outside. outside. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Yeah. That's that's good stuff. So yeah. uh, why is it so hard? I don't know. When we were at that, the thing that really stood out, so Quick and I, we said we are attorneys by trade. So one of the things we have to do is continued education. So Mm -hmm. you have to, and I I think they have it in various industries. I know real estate, um, I'm sure medical field, they have to always keep their skills up. Mm -hmm. So we have to get a couple, uh, a certain number of hours of continued education every year. They're not free. Go ahead. Right, they're not free at all. But, um, (laughs) (laughs) so we went to uh, a continued education conference last Mm -hmm. month and it uh, centered on some mental health and ethical things and one thing the lady kind of pointed out is there's some things that are addictions that you don't even think about right and so she was essentially saying that something is an addiction or a problem when you know like your brain processes that if you continue doing things at a certain rate or you continue doing things it's going to be detrimental to Mm -hmm. you and yet you do it anyway. Mm-hmm. You still do it. And right. so that's the thing, like you said, if it was easy, everyone would be doing it. Yeah. And so I do think there are certain possibly even like food addictions. Mm-hmm. I know they do say like sugar, for example, is very addictive. Right. It takes your body or even caffeine. Mm-hmm. Because I know when caffeine, I was in, sure. I think I built up a tolerance. When I was in law school, I think I tapped out on coffee because it doesn't even keep me yeah. alert anymore. Coffee doesn't, yeah. But I just like the taste of it. it I know, yeah. But people who are used to getting that caffeine, mm-hmm. when you try not to consume caffeine, mm-hmm. you're getting ahead of your body you get it, literally is withdrawing. Get from not having that. Mm-hmm. So there are things that you, you know, most of the time we think about addiction, we think about drugs and alcohol, mm-hmm. but there might be certain things, whether it's sugar, caffeine, things like that, that you know you're putting in your body that aren't good for you, and yet you just, it's like you can't help it. Yeah, and it's its not to minimize drug addiction right. at all. Like, Mm-mm. that's not the place that we're coming from, but when you think about addictions in that space you'll look at the drug addict and be like why are you doing this you know it's going to hurt your body you could see the evidence of that but then you never look at your own self mm-hmm. um if you have those you know issues with high blood pressure if you have right. those issues with diabetes or you're pre-hypertension you know right. you never look at yourself and say I know this is giving me headaches. Mm -hmm. I know this is making me gain a bunch of weight. I Mm -hmm. know this is making my foot swell up. I Mm -hmm. know this is making me sick. A doctor has literally told me, if you continue this way, you might have a heart attack. If you continue this way, you might have a stroke, and you will still go through that drive-thru line. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't know. Sometimes you just have to 
take a step back and say, right. what's the difference? Like, right. you yeah. are literally feeding yourself something that will kill you. Right. And But if, if it was meth or if it was cocaine, we could easily say, We draw oh, a line of distinction. Yeah. Like, uh, how they how, doing that? How dare they? Why right. can't they just stop? Mm-hmm. But, you know, when it comes to ourselves, like, we'll just continue to eat, not work out mm-hmm. um, for the taste of whatever even though right. it's literally killing our bodies yeah and one thing to point out i know i don't know if it was oprah some i follow a lot of people and i've seen you know different people talk about their struggles mm-hmm. or things like that mm-hmm. and i believe it was her where she was just saying that for her it was an emotional thing mm-hmm. so sometimes it's even watching Emotionally. that right mm-hmm. like when you're sad are you eating the foods that are not healthy mm-hmm. you know what i mean because your body needs food we're not right. saying no one would ever say starve yourself that's also not good <laughs> But just thinking about what you're doing or what's going on with you when you are kind of going after mm-hmm. those th- certain mm-hmm. things. If you're going after, and everyone has their struggle. Some people is sweet. Some people is fried stuff. So right. what is your mental space when you're consuming those things? Are you doing it when you're feeling sad? Do you mm-hmm. do it when you're feeling stressed? Do you do, are you basically using it at a, as an improper coping mm-hmm. kind and of a mechanism? Coping, yeah, yeah. A coping mechanism. Mm-hmm. yeah, like emotional eating is very... It's such a thing. Like yeah. everybody has their comfort foods, mm-hmm. and we see that all on TV. Yeah. You know, when a girl they, breaks up with somebody, instantly and they ice with cream. The ice cream. It's always ice cream. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. So they always show us it's, the ice You know, cream. it's a common yeah. thing. Yeah, for <laughs> sure. It's always something sweet. So I don't know if that's supposed to be the, the sugar <laughs> sugar pheromone right. for women. Is what make us be like, oh, mm-hmm. I'm fine now. Right. And it's interesting, like with emotional eating. After you eat it, like, are you supposed to feel happy? Because I don't, I don't right, think they necessarily right. I, feel. Yeah. But I think it's kind of the similar when we talk about that whole addiction and yeah. how we separate them. But the common things is that we're using something improperly to yeah, deal to with, deal with things. Underlying issue. Right, right, right. So some of it is that in terms mm-hmm. of when you think about, like, why can't you just. Stop. Why, do, why are you doing this? So we're always challenging our family, get to the root. Like, yeah. what is that about? The other thing is sometimes some people just don't know. I will give them that. Sometimes you don't know. But if you do, I think some of it is giving yourself a little grace, too, because some people, I think maybe they'll start and they'll go from eating out several times a week to I'm just, you know how it goes at New mm-hmm. Year's, I'm going to do this and I'm just going to be on my low carb and all of that. But it's so much at one time that as soon as you fall off, you just fall all the way off. All the way off, And, yeah. you know, not giving yourself grace in terms of that, taking your time mm-hmm. and making small steps. I know for me, I will say, I don't really struggle with sweets, but, like, I, and I don't do a lot of soda. I, outside of water, struggle with sweet tea. Mm. When I was in college, those dollar teas at McDonald's. McDonald's. I swear, I probably <laughs> drank two of them a day in college. It was bad. Like, <laughs> And when you see the amount of sugar mm-hmm. that is in something like that, it's just, I mean, you can taste the diabetes. Okay? Yeah, right, so, right, right. I know for me, one thing, drinks. <laughs> okay, one thing that I did to kind of like curb that was, um, just because of the sugar, it's just craziness. Mm-hmm. First of all, you know, getting down from two a day to one a day. Right. And then eventually... I mostly will order it if I'm out to eat, and mm-hmm. now I do it to the point where, because we're in the South, so sweet tea is still it's, sweet. It's a thing. Okay. But <laughs> I will order it with half unsweet, 
Right. To kind of take off some of that sugar. So mm-hmm. some of it, too, is like giving yourself grace in terms of baby steps. If you are kind of struggling, like maybe one step at a time so you're not, set, you're not setting, setting yourself, yourself up, up to like failure. crash yeah, or like, yeah, oh, yeah. this is too much. Right, right. Yeah. And I do I do think that's a huge thing because um, for me personally, I'm constantly on a roller coaster, right? Mm. And I think that, that was, that's a large part of it is just going from – really bad eating to mm-hmm. only eating like vegetables and I know I did a, a plan one time and it just completely instantly eliminated salt and carbs and sugars and so you were eating air I ate I learned Mrs. Dash became oh, you know yeah. she, she became my seasoning versus Lowry's mm-hmm. and but I, like you said, like three days in, it was like headaches. And right. My body was just like, what are you doing? So for me, it wasn't sustainable. Right. Because I didn't like the way it was making my body feel. Mm-hmm. So just those kind of drastic changes. And you said sometimes you just have to get to the root of, yeah. I don't know, like yeah. of what it is. And, and sometimes also finding what is that motivator mm-hmm. for you? Because sometimes, you know, it's not always able to be yourself. Like, we always want to be strong enough to say, you know, I'm good enough for me or I'm doing this for me. But sometimes you need an outside influence or outside factor to mm-hmm. make you be able to say, a lot of people lose weight for events or get healthy mm-hmm. for events and then they are able to stay on the cycle afterwards. Yeah. So, Or if you're one of those people who, you know, because everybody ain't able. So right. some people lose <laughs> for events and then you, you fall off. Right. But if you need something even further than that, being healthy for that generation after you. So mm-hmm. if you have children and you are struggling or you're finding, I know, I'm not sure. I think it might have been Jamal that was saying fitness is your ability to do something. It's not mm. you're built up like a bodybuilder. Right, right. So it's more so when you go up the, a set of stairs, are you winded? Because mm-hmm. that's kind of thing that's like, okay, that might be a little unhealthy. Right. So things like that and just practices like that so that you can be there to, like like you said, play with your kids or mm-hmm. nieces and nephews, just the young Especially people in your life. Especially in this generation where people are having babies older. Yes. You know, I think, mm-hmm. I, I th- you know, do think about that all the time. Like we're making decisions to have children older. Older, but we aren't making those same decisions to keep ourselves in a healthy bodies, space so those children yeah. will be able to yeah. have us so it kind of just you know kind of ties in hand in hand you know children can be a great motivator and they mm-hmm. have energy so oh, they'll yeah. work out for with days. you you know my son loved doing a burpee mm-hmm. <laughs> like they will work out I with you I so. did 100 push-ups I was done said, <laughs> okay well <laughs> <laughs> yeah so I'm mean, you know I've that's so he, he loves to work out so mm-hmm. it's really easy for me if I get into that space, yeah. when I get into that space. And they think it's fun. Yeah, like they just they do. Especially at certain ages, they're little helpers. Like For sure. My niece, God bless her. I mean, sometimes she's in the way a little bit. But she just <laughs> she just wants to help you. So if yeah. you walk at a speed walker, she's going to try to keep up. Yeah. She, she want to get will. out the stroller. Yeah. And, you they, know. They just have that youthful energy, you know. Yeah. So, so definitely, find, like you said, find your source of motivation mm-hmm. because health, it, I mean, it's your life. I mean, it it sounds very dramatic, but because it is, that impacts every aspect of your life, your ability to do things, your ability to walk around and don't have Mm -hmm. a bunch of aches and pains and Mm -hmm. stuff creaking more than it should, you know, because at a certain point you do creak a little bit. Both of the trainers were saying that, like, people say they don't want to lift weights, they don't want to lift weights, but a lot of times weightlifting is what keeps those muscles strong. Mm-hmm. It, it, it yeah, keeps women. you from, yeah. Mm-hmm. And even men, it keeps you, like, that's what helps your knees yeah. get stronger. That's what helps you be able to bear weight when you're getting older is building up the muscles around mm-hmm. the tissue yeah. to be able to, to, to bear that. But when you're not lifting weights, when you're not doing 
everybody can't, you know, not necessarily do squats, but something that's kind of weight bearing, giving your right. body resistance with mm-hmm. weight. Mm-hmm. Um, it would build that up and just, you know, when we don't, when we sit idle and just, you know, watch TV, like our, we lose that. Right, that, and that a lot muscle, of our yeah. jobs, a lot of our jobs are what they okay. call oh, yes. sedentary. Yes. You're sitting most yes. of the day, yes. you're not really walking around as much. I know one thing that I do that we you know, probably should be doing more just because it's good to keep your circulation flowing mm-hmm. is I love a good Fitbit challenge. Mm-hmm. If you have like a, whether it's Fitbit. She don't sync though, y'all. Go ahead, I, continue. I like to sync at the end. I like to come up oh. for that surprise at the end. <laughs> um, <laughs> What you did? Don't want to be surprised. I don't like you counting my steps. Don't be counting what I'm doing. (laughs) Stay over there. So, I like to do a Fitbit challenge just because some of us, let's keep it real, we're a little competitive and Mm -hmm. slightly petty. We just want to know, like, oh, I got her. Right. So, you know, whether it's a a challenge or uh, I know one thing that a coworker of mine does that I started doing with her that we should be doing again is free. I'm all about free solutions. Mm -hmm. Walking around your like your floor. Mm-hmm. wherever you work just every hour maybe mm-hmm. take a couple laps yeah. just to kind of break it up yeah that's something that we should be doing just like i said for our circulation it's just good for you to keep your blood flowing and it helps against you know a lot of inflammation and things like that yeah and i definitely know in this environment now like you said a lot of people are working from home i have found that actually when i work from home i work harder yeah. Then when I'm in yeah. an office, mm-hmm. um, I don't get up to take those breaks to eat. I don't right. take that hour lunch that I normally mm-hmm. would if I was with my coworkers. Yeah. Um, so, you know, just being intentional about trying to set that same schedule that you had at work. So you are getting up to mm-hmm. have mm-hmm. that lunch. Are you getting up to, you know, have that 15 minute mm-hmm. break or those walks? Mm-hmm. Um, because it's very easy to just sit at your desk and, yeah. and work. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think it's just important, like we said, to do the things that are preventative. You Mm -hmm. don't want to wait until something is wrong or Mm -hmm. ailing you to get up and go to the doctor or keep your regular. And this is not just even about exercise. It's even, like we said, about the preventative doctor's appointments Mm -hmm. or Mm -hmm. dentist appointments. All those those are preventative situations, and you don't want to go when... You need There's a root an canal, <laughs> or you right. You can't you can't sleep because your tooth is hurting that right. bad, or right. you know things like that, or your you know blood pressure so high that you can barely keep your eyes open. Things like that is. Why don't we go to the doctor though? So, y'all know me. I love a good history lesson. <laughs> the story, please. So, Why don't we go? Honestly, in in the community, in the black, I feel like I'm always the one that says it. Yeah, okay, you can say it. in the, the black community, community right? There's a lot of mistrust, distrust around the doctors. And some of that has been the result of abuse. Let's just call it what it is. So for one thing, historically you have, for example, a lot of, many people have heard of the Tuskegee syphilis trial. So Mm -hmm. essentially from 1932 to 1972, so 40 years, doctors were trying to research the effects of syphilis on the body. At one point, they thought that African-American bodies would react differently than white bodies, and they wanted to kind of prove that. The issue is they weren't giving any of the black participants an actual medication, and they discovered penicillin, which is a known cure for syphilis, in 1947. Mm. So 15 years into the study, you had a cure, and you weren't giving the black participants the cure. You just watched to see how the disease progressed. So in 1972, when they kind of finally 
you know, called foul, the powers that be, only 74 of the almost 400 participants, black participants, were alive. 28 of them had died from syphilis. 100 of them had died from complications of syphilis. So there's various stages and complications that come about from untreated syphilis. Um, 40 had passed it on to their wives and... I want to say a couple dozen of their children had congenital syphilis. So you're wow. basically like you're you pass it and they're born. Oh, because they weren't giving them a placebo. Right. So that was really like a, a big major medical scandal that mm-hmm. most people, you know, if you your parents, that generation, they know about it, right. you know, Absolutely. and they remember it. Another thing was eugenics. So eugenics was essentially this belief that. I hate the word, but they called it good breeding. So it was the belief that they wanted to prevent poor breeding. And so they thought the human race would be better through encouraging people with traits like intelligence and Mm -hmm. hard work Mm -hmm. and cleanliness. That that was thought to be genetic. Yeah, that was thought to be genetic, by the way, to reproduce. So the extreme, it was taken to an extreme during the Holocaust. And then also there were forced sterilizations and breeding experiments in the United States, Mm -hmm. often involving people of color. Mm And that actually was con- attributed. There's various kind of debates about Margaret Sanger, who began uh, Planned Parenthood. Right, right. And so a lot of people in the community who believe that Planned Parenthood was initially started to prevent black births. And so there's a debate with that because Planned Parenthood is like, that's not quite true. The history behind it, though, is that Sanger was kind of a proponent of eugenics. So that's kind of how it was taken. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then she also wrote about... It was, she was just very paternalistic. So she wrote the Negro race. This was another time, so I'm sorry. They used Negro back then. <laughs> but the Negro race has reached a place in its history when every possible effort should be made to have every Negro child count as a valuable contribution to the future of America. Negro parents, like all parents, must create the next generation from strength, not weakness, from health, not despair. And so because she kind of aligned herself some with eugenics and she was writing from an almost like we need to take care of these poor right, black right, folk right, right. thought process it was often attributed or thought that especially because a lot of times you saw Planned Parenthood in the poor black neighborhoods mm-hmm. and back in the day black families were huge right. and then once you had Planned Parenthood come they in they started and dwindling had, right so that's kind of the you know some of the kind of push as far as that goes mm-hmm. and then the um, lack sales so mm. there were a lot of progression or a lot of achievements made within the OBGYN community so that's you know obstetrician obstetrics and gynecology Gynecology. Mm -hmm. and so but that a lot of those came from an African-American lady named Henrietta Lacks Mm -hmm. and her cancer cells she found a what she described as a knot um, in her stomach and so it was actually a tumor in her cervical area and those cells were used and studied and really had a lot of benefits um, in terms of medical research and towards you know what we know today about cervical cancer mm-hmm. what we know today in terms of even the pap smear and mm-hmm. all of that but a lot of that came from her struggling her family didn't even know for decades that her cells were even used right and so that caused a lot of mistrust in terms of just patient privacy right and, and there, like there's a there was a really good show on it mm-hmm. our, on Netflix, yeah. I believe. So it was really good. I mean, because basically her cells didn't die the way mm-hmm. other people's cells did. And they mm-hmm. kept reproducing. Yep. So they actually made billions of dollars off of her cells and her family 
was never compensated for it. But right. yeah, distrust. Right? Okay, right. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> so it's not reasonably it's, so. Right, it's <laughs> reason. Right, if we have evidence. There's yeah. factual yeah. evidence. It's not stuff mm-hmm. that we just make up in our heads. Like, oh, we haven't heard anything. Like, there's factual historical evidence of why we shouldn't trust right sure. yeah and then some of us let's let's be honest a lot some of us maybe have had bad experiences mm-hmm. with certain doctors or not felt like we were heard or i know a common thing that i hear amongst usually older males mm-hmm. in my family uh and it's usually response to having not been to the doctor for in forever they always find something wrong right but again and i think a part of that is because by the time you go though you're already hurting. So, of course, something's mm-hmm. wrong because mm-hmm. we haven't been going. Mm-hmm. And I will say that I think while that lack of trust and, and kind of being suspicious of certain things is reasonable, I think the pushback, though, is then going somewhere where you feel comfortable. Mm-hmm. So, for me, you know, for example, my personal OB is a person who looks like me. Mm-hmm. Now, that may or may not, you know, I, I have friends who go to male OBGYNs or, you know, it doesn't matter for them. Mm-hmm. But I just say go where you're comfortable right. for any medical uh, field, whether it's your therapist, whether it's your OBGYN, your dentist, anything in the healthcare field, you should feel like you're heard and you mm-hmm. should feel comfortable um, and you should feel like your care is of the, of the utmost importance. Right. So to me, that's some of the pushback to and some of the ways that you can advocate for yourself, but also not wait until things are too late. Because a lot of times, at least especially with, you know, cancers, God forbid, a lot of times those who survive and those who go on to live long lives, they find it early. Early detection. Yeah. yeah and that, that's what when it comes to your health, ignorance is not bliss. Like yeah. ignoring it is not going to make it go away. You mm-hmm. know, when you start having those symptoms at that point in time, Go. Don't wait till the aching hand starts driving up your arm. Don't right. wait till the headache on the left side becomes a full-fledged migraine. Mm-hmm. Like, start going to the doctor because, like you said, usually they find something because you're already having symptoms. So, right. But at least it can be treated if mm-hmm. you go. It is very important. And thankfully, we have so many more options of who we can go to when it comes to our health Mm -hmm. um, and and being heard. So we're not feeling like we're just another number on a manila folder being stuck into a file. Right. Because that it is very discouraging when you want to go to a doctor and they feel like they're rushing you off or Mm -hmm. you're not being heard. They just checkbox your symptoms or even if you have ran tests and they came back wrong, it it can be very, very discouraging. Mm -hmm. But in the overall general scheme of things like you have you you have to be the ceo over your health yes okay ceo hey (laughs) (laughs) and just just take charge of that Mm -hmm. and if you don't get the answer that you want from that doctor go to another one that i do know you know it, it again not speaking just trying to speak in general like yeah finances could also be a reason that people don't go to the doctor. They do not want that medical bill. Mm -hmm. But everybody does not have, you know, is blessed to have health insurance or at least good health insurance. You know, some people have health insurance and they still get stuck with thousands of dollars in bills. So, you know, that's definitely another reason that people don't for sure go to the doctor is because of the finance. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. And I definitely get that. And I I will say it if you do have insurance, mm-hmm. most insurance companies at least cover the preventative stuff. Right, right. So again, the things that maybe you might not have any symptoms, mm-hmm. and you know this would be that key early detection if something is amiss. Right. An um, annual physical. Right. Yeah. Most companies do uh, pay for that that mm-hmm. much if you don't have the best coverage. You know, definitely check with your 
insurance company if you're you know if you're if you do have health insurance and mm-hmm. check what it does cover and at least get those things yeah. don't put free money on the table right money that you're actually paying for i won't say mm-hmm. free money right money that you're actually right. paying for every month mm-hmm. don't let those things go without being checked. right so yeah and then like we say kind of in the handle it or it'll handle you you mm-hmm. don't choose to get the pre-preventative maintenance mm-hmm. you choose not to eat right you choose not to exercise all these things that are within your power your body is going to react one way or the other right yeah it's going to mm-hmm. react to mm-hmm. it so even like i said on those roller coaster journeys when i'm eating right my mm-hmm. body reacts to it like i yeah. do lose the weight i do feel better headaches do go away mm-hmm. and when i eat wrong it is the same thing. So one way or the other, you can yeah. handle it or it'll handle you. Yeah. And I know for me, one thing for my kind of emphasis is to prevent things because mm-hmm. I, like many people, I just have a family history right. of certain ailments. Right. The, the blood pressure runs in my mm-hmm. family. The diabetes, there's some members of my family with diabetes. Yep. And even heart health. So yeah. I will say that some things are just straight up family history that it you is. can't run from. And it's not... I always emphasize because I think growing up, that's what we attribute. Like, people thought the slim person is, quote, healthy. Instantly. It's not about, when we're talking about being healthy, we're, it's not about your actual weight. It is about where are you in your risk for the high blood pressures, cholesterol, mm-hmm. diabetes, mm-hmm. et cetera. Because I also do know I have friends who their you know parents are slim, mm-hmm. always been, and they have high cholesterol. Right. So the thing for me is, again, trying as much as possible to stay active, to minimize mm-hmm. those things as much as possible. Um, because if you know you're already at a higher risk for it, it's one of those things you do all you can to prevent it. Right. But I, th- I think that's really important to remember that, you know, because there's a lot of common in just every community where this kind of tends to be common in the African-American mm-hmm. community mm-hmm. is the blood pressure. Or, mm-hmm. And I think know. that, you know, that's even more of a reason. Like if you see the roadmap or where somebody's going mm-hmm. and it's in your family history, and you know, if you keep down this path, mm-hmm. again, it kind of go back to that addiction thing. If you mm-hmm. see all the signs pointing to red zone, right. stop, yeah. and you keep doing those things, and that's, mm-hmm. it's, I don't know, it's just kind of like, why and I'm talking to myself here just talking out loud but also talking to myself it's like why yeah Yeah. and I get it and I think like like we said at the beginning like just do a little at a time Mm -hmm. we're not encouraging if you haven't been doing anything you're always just eating out just to go run a marathon right Right. okay (laughs) (laughs) but just you know whether it's that adding that half sweet tea and Mm -hmm. then you get to the point where you might not even want the sweet tea or you know whatever your struggle is do something gradually so that you're successful Mm -hmm. and if you know you know for example salt is not good for you let's limit that a little bit let's try to get like you said a mrs dash or just really watch that and you know same with exercise i know everyone can't afford an orange theory or crossfit or all Mm. these you know fancy gyms but some of it is like things that you could do for free so it's less expensive to get your steps in so like we mentioned if you do have a fitbit or apple watch i know a lot of people like gadgets so if you have the apple watch because it syncs to everything else or what have you Mm -hmm. you could be getting your steps in that way i know they 
say at least 10,000 a day is a good kind mm-hmm. of barometer to kind of start with. So kind of be keeping up with that. You can do that once you, you know, purchase your Fitbit or Apple Watch. That's a one-time thing. If yeah, you don't, it's a one-time Yeah, if you're well, not able to. Apple Watch, not so much. Okay, we're not y'all. talking to the people that got to upgrade every time <laughs> Sorry something comes out. Sorry the came out. I'm just <laughs> get y'all Fitbit. Some the folks, Apple Watch yeah. you to have a subscription. Continue. Oh, well, I just have a Fitbit. I don't know all the intricacies. <laughs> However, I would just say, as opposed to a monthly right, gym membership, right. if you're not trying to do that, mm-hmm. um, that's an option. I know the there are some gym memberships, if you do have a little extra cash, that are like $10 a month. Mm-hmm. I know Fitness Connection has the child care for certain hours. So mm-hmm. if you have a child, you could go during certain hours and try to get that in and I want to say Fitness Connection is open like 5 a.m. to 11 p.m. Yeah. So they if have you really do, great hours. Yeah, depending on your work schedule, if you got that $10 a month. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, keep in mind, I will say this because they get, they get you with this one. The first time when you enroll, unless they're doing a waiving kind of uh, season, I think it's either like a $59 or $99 first-time activation fee. Now, I don't know what they do with them activation fees, but... I think they, they do waive them during January. Okay, good. <laughs> Hit them up if you haven't. <laughs> I know the YMCA is income-based. So, again, if you do have a little extra money, the YMCA does theirs just based on your income. <laughs> if you don't, if you're like, look, Diva, I'm stretched thin. I'm just barely making it. I tell you what, you can walk at walk. a park. Yeah. You can walk at and a trail. And walking works, man. I had a neighbor. He, I don't know. He lost at least 70 to 80 pounds, mm-hmm. I would definitely say, in 30-minute walk. That's all it was. It yeah. was a 30-minute walk. He was diligent about it now. Mm-hmm. But 30-minute walk every day. And yeah. he lost a lot of weight. Yeah. So if that's a concern, or like we said, just staying healthy, just staying mm-hmm. active. Whatever you're trying to do, you can walk. I know um, a lot of high school and college tracks are open during the day yep. as long as they're not having practice. So if there's a high school or college near you, like maybe your neighborhood isn't the best to walk in, or if you live off a main road, for example, you can also go to a local high school or mm-hmm. college track. And, mm-hmm. and if they're not having practice, you can walk the track. I know, for example, in Charlotte, they have that Greenway. I'm it's not so sure. Nice. I'm not even sure where it starts. I, Honestly, I, I feel like every time I pick a different direction, yeah, it's off the show. It's beautiful. The Greenway is up near like Mallet Creek Church Road, and it just kind of spans. So One time I ended up by Target. Another time I ended up behind UNC Charlotte. Yeah. So and it just it's uptown. Right, it could go all the way uptown, and some people like to ride their bike, so you can mm-hmm. bike, you can take your stroller. Um, it's just paved it's road really and nice. paved sidewalk, so you know, definitely encourage you for safety reasons, mm-hmm. go with a friend. I'm always thinking about safety as a woman, so I'm sorry. But, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, so get a partner and get out there. Again, that's free. It's starting to warm up. Another, Hopefully. I mean, another free option is we find everything on YouTube, y'all. They have exercise mm-hmm. programs on YouTube. If you don't want to, I love working out at home. So, you know, I do have a subscription, but YouTube has a lot of the same exercise and programs. You can get them yeah. on there. They're also free. Yeah. So there's just a ton of mm-hmm. free options. Yeah. Um, in addition, you know, to your, to your typical gyms and all the fitness centers, that you can do in order to be able to get healthy. And mm-hmm. then one of the biggest ones, like you said, is get a partner. Yeah, and def- and just that accountability. Mm-hmm. When you have that mm-hmm. friend, and sometimes it'll pass by, even if you're not, you know, a track star, you're not go- speeding Gonzalez, you'd be surprised you and your friend get out there walking and talking. You might have done a couple miles before yes. you know it. Yeah. And so just, you know, being aware of that. If you have stairs, you can walk or jog mm-hmm. your stairs, you know, some rounds of that. Um, yeah. You could use your body weight if you don't have weight 
weights. You can use your body weight at home and do push-ups. If you want to do the quote, I call it modified because some some men can't do push-ups either. So I'm not gonna call it the girl push-ups. We're you could do the modified the push-up. You could do. There's just a plethora of yeah. options that are free as well, and just those suggestions we have as well. And we'll also have a couple links to things we found, like just some low-income resources to maybe some medical or uh, dental options for mm-hmm. people who maybe are looking for some but for sure yeah just yeah keep yourself up keep yourself up because you know you like i said you know when you don't handle it those things they they expand it to so many other areas before you know you might have had the option to eat a salty whatever if it's a burger <laughs> or whatever whatever right. is high in sodium or processed whatever food. your thing is but then when you choose not to handle it and your body starts reacting suddenly you can't not eat that without getting certain things and suddenly you're on blood pressure medication now mm-hmm. you're on this and now you're having to pay right for things to be extra money yeah pay mm-hmm. extra money for um prescription drugs that are now mm-hmm. having to do with your body would have been able to do on its yeah. own had yeah. you been able to handle it. Like you said, this is outside of family history. This is mm-hmm. outside of kind of those things that you can't prevent. Mm-hmm. But, you know, for those things that you can, it, it affects your finances yeah. eventually. Life mm-hmm. insurance policies, you yep. know, now before you were fine, now you have a pre-existing condition. Whenever you go to apply for a life insurance policy and premiums, they go up. So not choosing not to handle it, it, it goes a lot further than oh, I'm choosing not to have, or I, six I just, pack. yeah, right. I'm choosing not to have a six pack or I don't need to have the, the biggest calf muscles or what, right. whatever it it's is. It's not about that. It's appearance. not about that. Yeah. It's not, right. all, it's not about the physical appearance. It's mm-hmm. that internal stuff. It's about longevity of life. You know right. what I'm saying? And like I said, it not affecting your finances for something that you would not have had to pay for if you had just done what you were supposed to do, right. if you had just handled it on your own yeah and those keep in mind those pre-existing things once you have it some some medications once you're on it you're on it for life right because now your body is not able to kind of rebound on its own and get to a point where it can Mm self-sustain and the other thing is certain things complicate other things so diabetes for example when you have diabetes that also affects your vision it puts you at an increased risk of glaucoma that also affects your kidneys so the proteins that your kidneys are supposed to I don't know if they're supposed to filter them or secrete (laughs) them or what but it affects your kidneys men if something if some things are important to you with the loves of your life it affects you could become impotent that you know, and, don't, and not get a rise is what she's basically well, saying. Well, I was trying to be any no. other time. You any, know, I right, say any other me. time you'd be out there. But I mean, I mean that, it does <laughs> it does affect that. Like legit, yeah. like it's it's a it's a lot of side effects mm-hmm. that having diabetes, having high blood pressure, mm-hmm. that stuff can affect. It's just. Yes. If you can avoid it by just doing what you're supposed to do, sometimes you can have all the resources mm-hmm. in the world, but if you right. don't take the ownership to be able to do it, if you don't take that initiative, then... Yeah, and one step at a time. And, one step you know, at a time. Men folk keep it on the rise. How... <laughs> she was just waiting. She's so glad I opened that door. <laughs> okay. She was so glad. <laughs> but yes, I, I do think, for me, I, I definitely have to have account- a, an accountability partner. I know the healthiest time that I had, I was living in a neighborhood with my accountability partner. Couldn't run a lick, couldn't run five minutes. And then by the end of it, we were doing 5K. So yeah. Oh, that's another thing. They have Black Girl Run. They have Black Girl Run. That's what I was going to say, that they have groups. If you don't have someone, you're new to a city or mm-hmm. you're an introvert or 
for whatever reason, you can't find an accountability partner. You want to start on a journey and people are discouraging you from it. They don't want to join on it. Mm-hmm. They have groups usually in your local city that will allow you to have some kind of accountability yeah. part. They have meetup. They have meetup points. Yeah. And they I will say up. as a person who I love quick, but I don't and my mom, but they are those distance runners. They're like, oh, do you want to go do a 5K? No, Used I do not. Um, and so, and you feel, as a person who's not a runner, right. then I feel bad because I'm like, I'm holding you back. Like, because they want to just, they don't want to leave you, but then you feel like you holding them back. So it's just that's like, it's a whole thing. Yeah. So I'll just be, I'm more of a wogger, a walk jog, okay? That's all I got. Right. And so that's why, and I honestly, like that's black, why I'm at yeah, that. I like so, Black yeah. Girl Run because they have somebody who, I don't no know if they're designator the or what, yeah. but they have someone who they stick with you and that's part of the program so if you want to get out there or if you're not you know an avid runner maybe you want to start doing that and they even have I think um, and they would know about it too even if you reach out they might even have walking groups Mm because everyone Mm -hmm. everyone doesn't want to run and so they have biking groups yeah yeah. so definitely and I find everything in the Facebook group so if you can't find it go on Facebook they always have groups that are local and communities that are really helpful. So, yeah, definitely encourage you to do the healthy thing. Do the healthy thing. Handle it. All right, it'll handle you, honey. <laughs> so what's next on this Diva docket? All right, we're going to get into Dear Diva. We want to hear from you. So in addition to our website where you can leave a comment or anything you want us to know at www.divasandducats.com, you can also... Email us at divaadvice at gmail.com. That's D-I-V-A-A-D-V-I-C-E at gmail.com. Diva Advice. All right. So our letter today. Let's get into it. My fiance recently proposed, and the way he set things up was perfect. Simple, thoughtful, and sweet. Tears flowed as he slid the ring on my finger, and I can't even remember what he said as I was such a wreck. But I hate my engagement ring. Oh. It's not that it's ugly. I guess I expected more size and expense-wise. I went to the appraiser and found out that he had spent far less on it than I would have hoped for, Mm -hmm. considering how long we've been together, and it's not like he couldn't afford to splurge a little bit Mm. on something that lasts a lifetime. I tried to sensitively bring it up to him, and it led to bruised feelings and a fallout. He claimed some women might get engaged without a ring at all, and it's the thought, effort, and sentiment that should matter. Our relationship has definitely taken a hit over the last few weeks because of it, and I could tell I hurt his feelings. I wanted to reach out and see what you all think. Am I wrong? Would you accept a no ring proposal or a small ring? Dang, girl. Please help. Signed, ruin my engagement, diva. So dramatic. (laughs) That was a dramatic exit. Ruined, dear, ruined my engagement. Diva. Okay, so one, I just want to know why you went and appraised your ring. <laughs> that is just. Did you? I'm wondering, like, did you look at it and it did looked it feel cheap? Right. Like, well, it I, felt small, felt it, a little light on your hand. I just. So that's my first question. Like, what, what made you go to appraise it? Because I think when you are able to honestly answer that question and it mm-hmm. might let you delve into some of the other issues you have around okay. the ring. Was mm-hmm. it for a financial yeah, like, reason? Yeah. Like it, it could have been for a good financial reason. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Whatever that reason is, I think that's the first thing you have to answer. Mm-hmm. Second, 
Um, before I go into my answer, I I know that a ring does not make a marriage. Okay. It does not. Okay. So you got that niceness out the way. I do. Go I, I got I'm getting that niceness out the way. <laughs> Parents been married forty three years, they don't even wear rings. Okay. Okay. Fair. Mom did not get married with the one carrot. Forty three years in the game. Mm-hmm. So, I know that a ring does not make the marriage of some people around here with five care rings mm-hmm. on their finger mm-hmm. and can't, can't stand their spouse. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I get it. However, I will say this. So, you say that y'all, you did not think that the ring was... She it, says she expected more size and expense-wise. Based upon the years that they have been. How long we have been together. <laughs> so and she said it's not like he couldn't afford just splurge right. because so, it lasts a lifetime. That's, that's right. her thought so, process. So those are two of the issues. One, that he couldn't have, that he could have afforded to splurge and he chose not to. And two, that you based the ring size based upon the amount of time that you have been together. I didn't really quite understand that. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, I, I don't really understand the, the equating the size of a ring to the length of time. Gotcha. Unless there's been a lot of things going on in your relationship. you like, based upon all the mess you done put me through, I know <laughs> I'm about to Right. <laughs> so that's the only reason I can oh, see that you equate that. Okay. So again. Like it, I'm sorry. Right. Right. Okay. right. I do think that men have to understand, especially we will talk to the men, like you said in this situation, the one that can't afford it. Mm-hmm. You have to understand that a ring is—it's basically for the woman. Like mm-hmm. that is what she's going to be walking around showing off. That's what everybody's going to ask. That's the first thing everybody's going to ask her when you're engaged. Let me see the ring. Fair. It is the first thing, right? Nobody's over there talking to the men. Like they don't care that they, y'all don't get asked these questions. So if at some point in time, just like put yourself into her shoes and just mm-hmm. kind of be proud. Mm-hmm. of what you're putting onto her finger. You know, you, everybody has their priorities um, of what they will spend things on and mm-hmm. what they won't spend things on. Yeah. And I don't think you ever want to make the person that you're going to spend the rest of your life feel like whatever is on her finger was not a priority for you. Okay. Um, because sometimes that's how women take it, is that this, I'm looking at this ring and he couldn't have, put any thought into it mm-hmm. now you said your proposal was really nice yeah. and that it brought tears to your right. eyes so she you know remember his little Easter yeah, speech right. right so I think he put some effort into things mm-hmm. um and I I think they're I don't even know if that's still the rule but I think it's a three-month salary rule so like the tradition I, I think that. used to be three months like he would say three months of his wages Which or I whatever that might be really extreme um I I don't know. I mean, I, I guess it. I guess I, I just I think don't know. It, that's right. It, depend, it might I, be a broad range. I mean, I, it could be a very broad range. It really definitely depends on mm-hmm. what you're making. If you bring in two thousand dollars a month and a six thousand dollar ring, like it should be pretty nice. I mean, yeah, you can get a lot. So I just. <laughs> This is a really hard one for me, Diva. Like she I said, okay, so yeah. let's. Okay, she said, would you? Would I take <laughs> no ring or a small ring? She said, am I wrong? Would I take no ring? I would not take no ring. Okay. I, so, no, I would not take no ring because of my age. 
So I, <laughs> that's just being real. Okay. Like I think a lot of times people want to compare where their parents were, mm-hmm. or compare things based upon an age. My parents got married when they were 21, 22. Right. There are a lot of things that I will build with. There are a lot mm-hmm. of things that I will do potential with. There were a lot of things that yeah, I that can look over right like when together. I was 20, 21. Mm-hmm. At that point in time, I mean, you're building homes together. You're building families mm-hmm. together. Mm-hmm. At an older age, most mm-hmm. of the time, those people already have their own houses. Mm-hmm. They have children. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of things that you don't have to come into the potential with it for. Right. So I don't think being able to compare it and saying, well, your parents didn't have a ring they right. were coming straight out of high school. Mm-hmm. You've been working yeah. for 25 years. I don't mm-hmm. understand why. So, no, the answer to that direct question, would I not take okay. a ring? Absolutely no. Would I take a smaller ring? Let's define small. Well, see, I don't know because she said it was smaller. For her. Right. She It wasn't what she, she expected more size and expense yeah. wise. So I don't know. It's not like she wrote, she said, like, he got me a kid or whatever. Yeah. I don't really know what small is to you. So maybe, I guess, like, would you take one that was small for, in your mind? For, for what I. Right. Dang, that's a low pause. You're supposed to fill in space. I just, that was it. <laughs> <laughs> would you, that was a complete question for whatever you got in your mind. And if no, it was a complete sentence. No, I'm just playing. Uh, <laughs> I would I can't say I would be happy about it, okay. but I'm not going to turn him down. I'm not going to turn down mm-hmm. the love of my life because right. he got a ring yeah. that was smaller than what I wanted it to be. Yeah. No, yeah. I, I would okay. not turn okay. the ring away. Okay. I'm not going to tell you I would be happy, though. Fair. Okay. So, so I tend I'm to so get... glad the pressure's <laughs> off of me, y'all. Go leave. <laughs> so, I tend to get... I, maybe it's growing up with brothers. I tend to get the male point of view sometimes with mm-hmm. certain things. Mm-hmm. So, honestly, and especially because we're talking about your ducats, being responsible right. with your ducats, all of that. So, she feels that he could have splurged more and right. didn't. Right. That's not to say, again, I don't know what small is to her. Because if she's calling something small and it's two carrots, like, right. what you mean? What's the what, problem? Right. But, me. you know, because to me, I'm like, that's a big... You right. Know, unless you got Shaq's hands, right? What? But to two millionaires, that could be small. Right. Again, so I, taking that with a grain of salt, I will say, I'm not sure. Again, when when you went to the appraisal, so let's just deal with that. I'm not. Some of that get to the root of that. What? Who was that for? Because was, when yeah. someone does look at your ring, or someone's like, "Oh, let me see the ring," nobody is looking at your ring with that little magnifying glass. The jeweler pulls out to know, like, this is a. D, right. you know, oh. VS, right. or, oh, you know, flawless. we right. don't know, nobody's doing that, Ever. you know, I've and so some of that, let's think, if you really are honest with yourself, who is that for? Mm-hmm. Having that knowledge of what that ring was worth or what he paid for that. Was that for you? Did that add to the joy that you are going to experience with him or the joy of a life with him? Or was that to be able to tell other people, girl, he dropped da 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 Which is also tacky. <laughs> right. So that's the thing. Like, why am I doing this? Why? Right. Why? What was the what a, a common thing that my family says when and just improving communication is waste. It's an acronym. And it's like, why am I saying that? Mm. But I think it can also go to why am I doing it? Like, what mm-hmm. is the point? So that's one thing I would really challenge you to do because I'm not sure. I will say I don't think I would necessarily go to an appraiser right. and I'm newly engaged. Like I, 
why would I do that? The other thing is just because he could spend more and he didn't, that may or may not, again, I don't know what this ring looks like, but that would, that might be that he's just fiscally responsible. So let's say again, because I don't know if it's like, okay, you got this Cracker Jack ring and I should feel bad. Or it's like you over here with this, he spent 5000 and he could have spent ten and didn't. You we know? need a picture, Diva. Yeah, we might. We need more information. So, because so I again, I will answer it both ways. If you really do not like your ring, because most men they want you to be happy, they mm-hmm. do understand that this is for you. It's not. That's not doing anything for them. Right. It's just sealing a deal for them. So I think I'm not sure how you brought it to him, but I think that it might have been better for you to just go swap it than go to the appraiser then come back to him like, oh, boo, you ain't spending enough. You you could have taken him to the store and just been like, I love you. I love this. I was just wanting something that was a little more my style. That might have even been better than you appraise it and then you come back to him and say, you didn't spend enough on me. Honestly, I think a man will receive both ways. It's really harsh. I I don't know. (laughs) I don't know if he came in with some of your friends. We don't have enough information, but I will say... Did you pop off, David? Yeah, I I just feel like the approach probably was, he's already down there vulnerable on one knee asking this question. And I think the other thing to remember is, again, it might not have been a situation of him being cheap, but again, of him being like, well, we got a wedding to plan for. We have a honeymoon to plan for. There's other things where our money has to go. Mm -hmm. So just because I have 10,000, or for example, I'm just using even numbers because it's easier. But if I have 10,000, it might not be prudent of me to spend all 10,000 on this ring and then still have to come up with $1,000 wedding cake, $5,000 venue, all that kind of stuff that adds up with a wedding. Because True. again, if you are this, this is what I'm expecting with a ring, I'm pretty sure you have a picture of your wedding and it's probably not cheap. Mm. So that's just something to maybe consider. Um, would I take, then? so let me get to your questions, the am I wrong? I, I do think the appraisal thing was wrong. I'm not Agreed. sure how you approached him. I don't think there's a nice way because certain conversations are just hard to have it's kind of like when you tell somebody their breath stinks there's no really like Mm-mm. that's gonna hurt somebody's feelings regardless but you know it's you one of those like things still it's like if somebody <laughs> because if they don't take it then you have to force no the have a you would right like. and so you see <laughs> so i will say there's probably no easy way to have that conversation because what again even what i might have done in terms of taking him to the store and being like can we do something a little more my style within that still might have hurt some men's feelings mm-hmm. so i don't know the proper way to do that without again some kind of rub mm-hmm. but coming at it from the you didn't spend enough thing yeah that was wrong um yeah that went right would i take a no ring proposal now i will say because i am a hopeless romantic and i do think that in my late 20s i would have just because i'm always been a person and an advocate for building and figuring out what is the life we want together and what do we want to do now that would be a temporary no no ring and i still expect a ring now if you don't have one today are you gonna have i would still want some kind of like when are you gonna have it uh <laughs> just being honest there are cubic zirconia uh, when you gonna have it i'm just saying when you gonna have a ring but i think now that i'm in my early 30s i don't know that i would not at this one <laughs> I don't know that I wouldn't not, I wouldn't be okay with no ring at all. But again, that is woman dependent. So when he said that, you know, some women, some women, it's true. Some women are not into jewelry, are not into the whole thing because historically that goes back, you know, when people were getting married, they used to trade chattel and 
cows and all kind of <laughs> stuff. This ring thing is an American thing. Yeah. So, and that's just over the last hundred years. Yep. So again, some women don't care about that. Mm-hmm. This one, yeah. <laughs> I would now. I would also say I would accept because again, you're. I'm thinking about and then your reaction to the crying and all of that. Like when you truly love someone, someone is asked to spend their life with you, and you want to spend your life with someone. Like putting myself in that space, I'm going to. I don't think I'm going to even so much be thinking about what that ring is in that moment. It's just the the enormous feeling of that moment of being asked that so I don't to think me she thought about it in the moment either i mean apparently after she wiped her tears she said i'm going <laughs> to the appraiser so <laughs> i would say i would take a ring that was smaller but again my parents also got married in their 20s so mm-hmm. i remember like my mom when i was a teenager or close to it she got like an upgrade ring and right. again my mom now just wears her band so right. 35 years later, just wears her band. Right. So I will say that I would take a smaller ring because, again, some people, as they grow within their career, do that too. Like, they get what they can afford or mm-hmm. they get what's responsible. And then down the line, your fifth anniversary or whatever, some people, especially if they know you like jewelry, they get you a, a something that they can afford right. that's nicer. So I would take a smaller ring. Mm-hmm. But, again, I'm hopeless romantic. I'm all about, like, this is bae, we doing this, whatever. Mm -hmm. And again, I'm not as into... I just learned about some of that stuff in terms of clarity and cuts and whatever. I know... You know, huh? So you're welcome. (laughs) So I know generally, you know, and we all have style. So I know generally what my friends like. I know generally what I like in terms of style. So I think for me, that would be more important than the size. For me, it is more so when I look at this ring, does this look like, does this look like something I would wear? You know what I mean? So for me and my friends know, and just like girls, we talk. I'm not a cluster chick. So it. Yeah, I might be offended because, again, if y'all have had certain conversations, I don't know if you you might have needed to give this one some hints. Right. But certain things are your personality, too. And so I would be more so about that. Like, is this kind of what I like? Some people like a non-traditional ring. Some people like colored stones and Mm -hmm. things like that. So that would be more so my concern than the size. But I will say, like, yeah, you might want to eat some humble pie on that appraisal part. That was... That was not Apologize nice. Apologize if you can, if you're still engaged. Mm. Yeah, we. I'm gonna pray over that. <laughs> um. So there you have it, even No, neither one of us at this point in time. Neither would accept, one of us. Accept <laughs> a proposal without a ring, <laughs> but depending on the circumstances, we will both take a smaller ring. Yes. So. All right. right. We're hoping for the best. So if you all would like to have some questions answered. You can email us, divaadvice at gmail.com, and your questions may be read on an episode. Yes. All right. So, quick tips. What do you have? Well, my quick tips are kind of geared, of course, towards our topic today. Mm -hmm. And I just want to talk about, for people that do have those health benefits through their jobs and everything, you can, a lot of the jobs are allowing you to will pay you Mm -hmm. for being healthy essentially Mm -hmm. um so they pay you i know my job pays up to eight hundred dollars a year um and sometimes most people don't take advantage of that money Mm -hmm. um sometimes it's as simple as like signing up to do cleaning like clean saying you clean your room Mm -hmm. and you're like yep clean my room today and you know (laughs) check a box and Mm -hmm. like it's that simple um some things are more um 
invasive, I would say, or yeah. more intense, like the biometric screenings. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's where you get the larger pots of money from. Yeah. So just look into your health benefits and see if they offer those kind of things. Mm-hmm. Um, you also... Um, for people that have high deductibles, mm-hmm. you have your HSAs, mm-hmm. um, which are your health savings accounts. Mm-hmm. So they are tax advantage accounts that will help you save up for medical expenses if mm-hmm. you have a um, high deductible health account. Mm-hmm. Um, for people that don't have health insurance, I would say that you should start a sinking fund. Mm-hmm. And basically a sinking fund is just like money you set aside in a savings account for a particular goal. Okay. So. I would say that you would start like a sinking fund, if, especially if you are on prescription medications. Mm-hmm. Um, have a sinking fund for those meds that you know are coming out on a monthly basis. Mm-hmm. Or if you have a, want a gym membership and you're mm-hmm. not able to go to one now because you can't afford it, you know, just kind of start saving up um, in a sinking fund for those things that will allow you to be able to take control or help you better with your health yeah and every little bit counts if you just got an extra 10 20 dollars yep. you know it does it yeah. adds up it does well all right fam we will see you all in a couple weeks yep. and we are excited for our topics coming up we're glad you were here with us stay healthy stay strong follow us on instagram yes at divas and ducats yes our website www.divasandducats.com yep all right D fam have a great attitude. Bye.